campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you cute little chupacabras? Chupacabras, just here to celebrate the month of love. That's what we're here to do today. I know. I was like, I was like, what's something that's kind of horny? And I, the only thing I can think of is a chupacabra because it sucks blood. <laughs> I mean, vampires <laughs> suck blood. Um, I, oh, Krampus well, has yeah, what's horns. up, you? Like, there's, there's dragons. There's that's somebody, true. I mean, I guess not like a cryptid, right? What? Is a dragon considered a cryptid or like a mythological being? I feel like, yeah, because it's like considered like, a, I mean, people think that they really existed, I think right? So. Like, yeah, why sure. Not? We'll go with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today's episode is uh, is a subject we've been wanting to talk about for a while. We can all kind of credit Randy from Scream for having one of the most iconic lines and rules of horror, which is you can never have sex, you can never drink or do drugs, and never ever under any circumstances say I'll be right back, which are just things you know and love in horror, of course, right? Uh, this has all been proven true for decades in horror. Uh, and with that being said, today we're going to be talking a lot about sex and horror. Uh, Erica and I have been saying that this would be a fun subject to discuss uh, for a multitude of reasons. It's really a common trope that you see and cliche, if I'm being honest, in classic slashers that you'll see a topless woman running around, you know, meeting her doom or thanks killing <laughs> right away, <laughs> right away. Sometimes you'll see a young couple having sex probably someplace they shouldn't be. Uh, and today we're just going to focus a little bit on that. And yeah. I love that you said thanks, Kelly. That was your first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I just saw a, like a, a turkey chasing a, a topless pilgrim in the woods, and that's where my mind went. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a bad, it's not a bad one. And it, it is a historically bad film, but in a good way, yeah. I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, for for those of you who are new to Camp Cryptid or just found us through various sites, you might not know that Erica and I fall under the kind of umbrella term of sex work um, as we have our own OnlyFans sites. So surprise if you didn't know that already, but also most of you probably did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I say it's an umbrella term because I think it's everything from like the girls that are like, I'm going to sell my feet pics for $5 to full service clients, yes. right? Yeah. So um, this also gets brought up in horror a lot as well. And I thought it would be kind of cool to incorporate the two today. Uh, we tend to not talk about that as much on here. Like, I don't know if it's because sex is taboo or, or what it is. And, and I know there is a degree of wanting to separate us from the kind of content we make for work because we want to focus on just being silly and talking about cryptids. Um, and we kind of wanted this podcast to have its own legs and success for itself, which I think we've done. We're about 50 or past 50 episodes now. Right. And uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I We've been kind of tiptoeing around it, right? So. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like we, like, come out and say, like, oh, hey, like, we, you know, shoot, you know, this kind of content. But it's also, like, it, it's kind of, it's, it's like the stigma and, like, taboo of sex. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to talk about it, but, like, nobody really wants to, like, you know, say that they're involved in it. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. horny 24-7. No, I'm not. <laughs> but but <laughs> we're, we're the, like, least horny sex workers ever. Yeah. We're, like, you know, in our grandma I, sweaters and covered up 80 times. Precisely. Yeah. But, you know, it just, I think that goes with the taboo that, like, uh, you know, it's it's like when you think of sex work, you know, it's it's kind of like you think of, like, uh, prostitution, um, mm -hmm. escorting and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't realize that, like, sex work can also include the girl who's selling her feet pictures for $5, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a wide variety of things that go with that. And I think that our content that we 
we've shot over the years has been like uh, we we shoot a lot of pinup and boudoir, um, like a lot of like uh, of like the fine art nude stuff. And so mm-hmm. like I think a lot of um, you know uh, of what we do is also like we're trying to be body positive. You know what I mean? Like we're both tattooed, um, and you know it, it's just to me about celebrating our body and like you know feeling like oh hey like. I feel liberated because I feel like it's it's very like much like a feminist ideal where we're like yeah. celebrating who we are in our bodies, right? And so yeah. um, I think it's a really special thing. I mean, like TLDR, I was like very not comfortable of showing my body, and then I decided I was going to do it, and then I yeah. everybody around me was like, "What you really?" Because <laughs> of how yeah, well, uh, conservative we dress, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so funny too, is because I think that anybody who's met uh, Lou and I in real life, like uh, you know, you see our pictures and you think that we're like walking around with like our titties out, like short. And I, honey, I wish I had that confidence to walk around in the streets like that. But to me, it's it's like part of our job, um, and you know, getting dolled up for you know photo shoots and stuff like that. But you know, like she said, we really don't talk about like uh, our stuff on here a lot, and so that's why it's always funny to us when people join our sites and we're like, oh my gosh, well, I found you through your podcast. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that you. <laughs> it was like. Yay! Yeah, a lot of people uh. find me through magic content and they go, I didn't know you had one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, surprise. But it's also about challenging those stigmas of like, um, you know, like this whole trope of like the woman showing her body is a bad thing. Like, and it's like, no, I just want to celebrate the fact that, you know, I'm proud of my body. And, um, you know, I, I think that like boudoir sessions, even for a woman who's not a model, um, can really do wonders um, for self-esteem because it's just like seeing yourself in the way that you should be represented, you know, like. Well, I think there's yeah. kind of this self-worth to modesty and um, what that means to you and and and. and if you're revealing yourself in that way, that means you don't have any, um, like, I guess, like, appreciation for yourself or self-respect, which self-respect is is how you yeah. interpret it. Um, you are reminding yeah. me, though, because I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in, in this in this thing, uh, <laughs> about the virgin in horror, right? This is, like, yeah. one of the most common things you see. And it's also kind of just assumed. Like, not many characters state that they're the virgin. Um we see in Cabin in the Woods, uh, Joss Whedon movie, very popular, very good movie. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just watched it this week. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. There's like five types of horror trope characters. So you get the athlete, the whore, the fool, the scholar, and the virgin. And we often see the virgin in horror films as the final girl or interpreted that they are a virgin. Um it's like a very conservative way to push in horror, and, and I would love to have that conversation with you about it. But I found it interesting when I was looking this up that John Carpenter himself has like spent decades being like, I'm not trying to punish the promiscuous woman in horror for, for being slutty. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to like make a movie, and sometimes it happens. And so I'm very curious as to um, why it's assumed that the final girls are always a virgin. I think something that comes up is uh, Scream, for example. You see Sydney at one point has sex with um, Billy Loomis, right? And so with that, she's no longer the virgin final girl, but she's still the final girl. And that's like not the best example either because that's a movie that's playing on those horror tropes and and doing something else. But I think it's interesting how um, most people would assume that like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in, in Halloween is a virgin or somebody else when they don't know for sure. So why do you think that has been like the stereotypical thing in horror, I guess? You know, I, I don't want to I don't want to say it's one thing or the other, but honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with it being a lot of male directors. Um, you know, uh, horror has been kind of dominated by men and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also about like 
um, not having these stereotypes that are kind of like uh, misogynistic and chauvinistic in a way that are like um, the woman has to be this, you know, pure virgin while the man goes out and does whatever he wants and then it's like totally okay um but it's like i think that also goes back to the fact that you know horror is always kind of played on carnal desires you know like horror plays on people who are titillated by like uh feeling different emotions and most horror movies kind of play on these like um uh, like uh like psycho you know um norman bates has these like carnal desires and ends up like you know, killing for them. And then you have things like uh, the early uh, werewolf in Dracula, where it's like the werewolf kind of represents, you know, a, a, the, you know, carnal like desires in men and like changing and transforming, letting those emotions take over your body. And, you know, I think horror's always played on these things of people not being in control. <clears throat> and I think that uh, a large part, though, of why I think that the tropes are the way they are is because it is a, a, a male dominated area. I could believe that. Um, with that, also, I saw, sorry, not to like backtrack a little bit. I saw you saw Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby Teeth. What is this? Oh, yes. Okay. So um, basically, when I was like looking through things, um, you know, I um, was talking, uh, basically, you know, to go along with like this virgin stereotype, how um, basically they say that the exorcist kind of represents uh, a woman coming into puberty. Ew. And yeah. I hate that. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then Rosemary's Baby is basically about a woman basically deciding to carry um, a child to full term so it's like all of these things that kind of um play on a woman's sexuality and her womanhood um kind of like transformed into horror and kind of making you know obviously reagan and the exorcist is kind of like the i guess i don't want to say she's the villain and the hero but you know what i mean yeah, like i think that so that's an interesting conversation and point to be made that's why i was like this this seems like something i want to dive deeper on yeah 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 yeah. so um, i was just going through and i was just kind of thinking about like the different ways that different movies have kind of depicted different things and how they can be interpreted and i saw those and then it just reminded me of teeth and like kind of a woman taking back her liberation so if you ha anybody listening hasn't seen teeth essentially oh um it's a it's a movie about a woman who um her vagina actually has teeth yeah so it's actually very great you should watch it it's i love it I, i've literally watched the movie like 14 times it's very good <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of picking back to the virgin and horror because it's one of the rules like don't yeah. have sex right um do you think that sometimes people play into that they're like well they didn't have the sex so they're not gonna get the murder right i think there's like some bits of that that are still true um i don't know why sex and horror is entirely so represented i i wonder if it's a way to kind of show people at their most vulnerable state um, yeah. you're at your most vulnerable moment and then you get axed right or yeah I mean nobody wants to be like in the middle of sex and then gets a an axe to their head yeah <laughs> or is it also because it's something we all experience and that means it could happen to anybody right like not we all but at the end of the day even if you're ace like you were brought here by somebody <laughs> essentially yeah. right so there is that yes. that kind of moment and so I wonder if that's a way of portraying such a human intimate moment and like yeah. making it feel like you're not safe anywhere right um, yeah that's like if you're this is not even the same conversation could you imagine if you were in the bathroom and somebody killed you like you're just trying to do your business in peace it's like come on yeah like <laughs> to me it's kind of the same thing yeah I mean it's like it's also too it's like everything is sex you know what mm -hmm. I mean like everything is sex so it's just so funny that like we push sex I mean even in these horror movies it's not like they're hiring people to you know represent these people that are unattractive like these are all like hot like even Chris Hem yeah exactly so it's like everything is sex so it's like I don't know I I would just love to see and we're going to talk about this later like 
you know, just someone switch it up. You know what I mean? Let women be free. Let us do what we want. Let us, you know, bang who we want. And then don't kill us for it. Like, yeah, <laughs> come on. I think yeah. that we're in a new era of directors making changes and waves like this for films. Uh, we have a lot of female directors doing fantastic takes of horror. We could talk about some of our favorite films later. But two films that recently stuck out to me uh, were both X and The Menu because they kind of challenged the virgin and horror trope where a sex worker is the final girl. Um, yeah. And that's like it's it's in a way that sex work is usually so discriminated on and and so taboo and like it's always like first off it's the the oldest profession right it's been around for so long um and it's unrealistic to believe that that is not something that happens right It, it is it's 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 existing and so for me seeing that in x and in the menu that the final girls spoiler alert sorry to anybody who didn't watch this um (laughs) are sex workers i thought that was a way of really just like giving us power and that's like something that doesn't happen a lot in this position for what we do for work right um well it just makes it more real too because honestly like it's it's 2023 and i feel like uh, you know, while the world has a ways to go, I feel like women are being way more liberated in, in rights and sexual freedom than we ever have been. And I think that it's a really beautiful thing when when people can pick up the change of direction and go with it, you know, like with the menu and X, which were in Pearl, you know, like amazing. Yeah, um, we love the menu. We actually got to we were just together and we watched this and and <laughs> and uh, we, so we were very into it. And one of the things I loved is that um she was very passionate about what she did for work. She worked for wealthy, worked essentially like sex work with uh, wealthy clients that had a lot of money, right? And so she has this connection to the chef based on their shared experience with constantly pleasing people and providing a service and then the joy being sucked from the profession that they're doing. She, I like that Margot's character wasn't like, oh, I had this tragic story and I hated sex work and I like was forced to do it. It was, I loved my job and I loved doing it, but now it's soiled for me. And so I think that it makes such an interesting connection between her and the chef. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, we both loved that movie and I thought it was fantastic and I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I guess that's just kind of how I feel about the film itself and I think what it has kind of brought to the table. Um, X itself, we've talked about on here before, that is a film about making porn, essentially. And um, I think it was really well done. It's a, it's a good slasher. I think the film is interesting. I think it's filmed very well. But I love that, again, it's a sex worker. Yeah, I mean, they're all, like, basically making a porno, which I, I was not expecting. I, I think when I watched I was like, I did not expect that at all, and I'm pleasantly surprised that, you know, I watched it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, is I feel like um, I, I love... I love that there are now these types of movies where it is a little bit more um, liberal with things, you know what I mean? It's not so, like... Everything has to be so pure and like, you know what I mean? I think making people real too, because I think like sometimes some of the characters in the past seem so stiff. You know what I mean? I think it's also too like, I'm tired of the kind of puritanical way of being like, you're only pure if you're a virgin or making virginity mean as much as it does, right? It's such a bizarre thing to do. Um, And so... I, there's a quote from this that I'm going to read later from It Follows, which I think is like one of the more brilliant horror movies that have come out recently. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but it's from David Robert Mitchell, who wrote It Follows or, or, or produced. Uh, 
made it follows is the best way director right um and he says that i hope that people don't see this as a anti-sex or puritanical film it's not his intention and in the film the characters open themselves up to the dangers of sex but also the thing that can at least temporarily free them um so I think that was like something that was really interesting to me because it was not shaming the characters. If you're not if you're not familiar with It Follows, I highly recommend it. If you like Smile, it's very similar to that. Um, yeah. But it's basically a, a group of teenagers who get a sexually transmitted uh, like entity kind of following yeah. them around. And so yeah. the only way that they can keep this going, it's kind of like the ring where you have to pass it on to somebody else. Um, yeah. And so it's a very uh, bizarre horror film, but I think it's it's interesting. And especially with its relationship with sex, it's never kind of like punishing them for doing that. It's more so like... Um, and no, I, I just think it was a really unique take on a horror film. And that's something that is like sticks with me and is one of my favorites to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that one. And when it's like, um, so if you haven't seen It Follows, it's great because like the entity that follows them can like shift to like any person. And it's just like follows the person so it could be like on a fucking roof like it could be just like walking down a fucking street like it's great yeah it's a super great but metaphorically that's something that just sticks with you right so i think it's right it's represented really well um with that being said we'd have a lot of movies to talk about in here i i listed some <laughs> valentine's day movies erica listed some sexy horny movies <laughs> it's literally sexiest horniest horror th- <laughs> like literally that's that's the, that's title. the title so let's go through uh. a few of these um you put from dust till dawn in here. Are you the original? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I love that one. I love that one. It's it's got a, a great cast. It's got Selma Hayek. What else could you ask for? Like my word. It's yeah. very good. I'm a big fan of Jennifer's body, and I can't believe I didn't write that down first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is like just like a sexy movie right like it's yeah. it's, it's megan fox okay we shouldn't be surprised yeah. that it's a sexy movie yeah um it's got some some borderline gay stuff in it it's got some yeah. you know i only kill boys kind of things in it, it it's really cool and yeah. i think it's, it's a like, it's a girl anthem for it's vampires. a girl yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very like feminist <laughs> yeah. forward movie um yes. that became a cult classic because people didn't yes. seem to like it at first and what happens to her is such a fucking tragedy and it's really sad and it's again going for the virgin trope of being like we're taking this virgin and we're sacrificing her to this thing and so i always found that movie very fun and uh and a very good plot so i enjoyed that one a lot yeah i also like that megan fox has been doing more um horror lately like i good for her i I love that we love that yeah, of course I added Interview with a Vampire and Dracula on here because, yeah. I mean, I I feel like how can you not be horny when watching those two movies? Literally, <laughs> there's a point in Bram Stoker's Dracula where she's, like, fucking him as, like, the wolf thing or whatever in the middle of And yeah. I know. I was like, this, I, am I into furries? Like, I'm sitting there questioning everything. I'm like, damn. When's I, it I my turn? Had- I know. I literally had this conversation with my, my husband the other night. I was like, okay, listen. Like, so if you turn into, like, a vamp – oh, not a vampire, a werewolf, okay. If you, like – it's like the whole underworld thing. Like, if you know it's me and you can have rational thoughts, I would probably still bang you as a werewolf. But if you were, like, the ravenous werewolf, I can't do that because I don't want to get my throat ripped out, right? Like <laughs> True, true. I'm glad that Irrational, the boundaries like, are set for this really real scenario. You have to have these kind of scenarios. You just have to have it laid out just in case, you know? <laughs> Um, I will say Interview with the Vampire. Um, I want to watch the new show. I haven't seen that yet. Yes. But, yeah. like, to me, it's always interesting how much love that 
they have for each other and like it's not discussed right um I'm sorry if I'm a vampire and I'm that old there's no way I'm straight right like I'm everything everyone I'm just living my life and so um the relationship they have right orgies all the orgies (laughs) with that being said I I love the relationship I mean I don't love it it's really toxic but you can tell that there's this like chemistry between them that doesn't get discussed it's kind of like what they do with Sailor Moon where they're like it's just two cousins and you're like no bitch they're gay like Mm, yeah no she's definitely into her (laughs) yeah yeah I did see you also put species on here, which is one I used to watch a lot as a kid, which is gross to think about. Ah. <laughs> but okay, classic. species is an incredibly horny movie. Like the entire movie is about being horny, essentially. So I had to add that one. Species is great. Um, and then the Witches of Eastwick is a silly one, but basically that's one with Jack Nicholson, Cher, and Michelle Pfeiffer, and I think Susan Sarandon. And essentially, Jack Nicholson is um, there. All three of the women are are witches, and Jack Nicholson is is Satan trying to just have sex with them all the time, and he's constantly horny. Like it's just it's hilarious. Was I don't like? I think it's like. Okay. Is it what I was gonna say? Was Idle Hands horny? But I can't remember. Oh, I feel like it is. It's gotta be yeah. right. It's a hand. It's gotta be. Ooh, I feel like the faculty should automatically oh, be yeah. on this list too, because that's a super horny. Maybe it's only. Maybe it's not really that it's horny, but maybe that it's, it makes me horny. Well, I mean, um, there is this, like attraction it. between like Stokely and some other stuff, and there's and, yeah, and, and, and the then the teacher, and the teacher, right? So there's a lot yeah. of um, sexual implied stuff in that movie for sure. Josh Hartnett itself is just you know yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, you you all know yeah. our love for Josh Hartnett. Yeah, always. That's a that's our scream king right there. Like, <laughs> I love him. Uh, Shape of Water is arguably the most horny movie I've ever watched in my entire life. This woman said, "Let me kidnap this fish because we shared eggs, and I'm gonna take him home, and we're gonna fuck." Excuse me. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna rain on anyone's parade. Nothing okay? has ever been more horny <laughs> than that. And you know what? We still don't know what the fish dick looks like, but I do remember when this movie came out, people kept making uh different dildos and toys for what they thought it looked oh. like and Guillermo del Toro was like it does not look like any of these and so with that I need verification and okay so mm, good old GDT we need to know what that's about yeah we need to know we need to know what that fish dick looks like finally please I mean even some if people like- said seeing it would take would be too far but I remember this bitch was out here cupping her hands like this is what it looks like and I just need to know oh that I like that um yeah, I'm I'm totally into that. I really like that. Um, she speaks to me. I feel like he could make it look beautiful mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? I just feel like yeah, <laughs> the people need to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's got to be some kind of fanfic out there, right? That shows it, yeah. right? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show, most horny thing. Yes, ever. yes, yeah, yes. Uh, which I, I, I'm like dying to do a, a I, I really would like to do a Frankenfurter yes. cosplay, but then I really want to do Columbia. Um, magenta. Yeah. Magenta. I know. Oh, they're I'll so be, good. Oh gosh. What is his name? Oh, um, Rip Rap. Yep. That's me. Is that his name? Yeah. Love him. <laughs> I, I, I'm super into all the Rocky Horror stuff. It is, you're literally making a, a hot man for the purpose of being Bit, right and then you have the virgin you have the virgin trope as well so you yes. have kind of like all those granted it's not like yes. a real horror but it is a little bit of a horror no. it's a scary, I mean, yeah. right um yeah. but that's definitely a fun one yeah i i love that one i put jawbreaker and wild things on this list although they're not like horror they're like thriller mm-hmm. um but they're super horny because like wild things that classic like 
the Nev Campbell and uh, what's her name? Um, the hot other chick in there. I don't. The, I just remember being gay. Pool scene. Yep. Yeah, I was like, okay, I think women are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I, okay, I love the this realization. is cool. It's very good. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I, I think Jawbreaker is essentially horny, right? They put a big old gag yeah. in her mouth, essentially, and then yeah, the whole rest of yeah. them is a little horny. So yeah, I love that. I think it's but, good. And then of course, scream. Yep, because you know it's there's a good amount of teenage kids being a lot of sex mm-hmm. in it. So it's like there's a lot of sex in it. Um, but yeah, if if we're missing a horny movie that you guys like, that's a thriller or that's that's um, not horror. not porn. Something that is produced, <laughs> yeah, in the theater. It can't be porn. Yeah. It has to be an actual legit. When I, was, I don't need like when I was looking up like sex and horror stuff, it was like horror themed porn parodies, and I was like, I'm not. I'll be like the this. shape of her squirt. Oh my It'll be like awful. God. <laughs> No, we might have to cut this no, out. No, it's <laughs> this, saying this might be this might be bored. Nope, editor, that's that was good. <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. So yeah, if, if there's something that is not a porno but an actual, yes, um, just let us know in our Reddit or something. <laughs> um, on a lighter note, more Valentine's related horror films. Uh, yes. My Bloody Valentine, a classic. Um, yeah, didn't that come in 3D too? When yes, it, came it out? did, and it's with uh, yeah. Jensen. What's that his name? Jensen. Jensen Ackles. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's it's it's. I yes. I remember one year. Um, we have a photographer friend named Izzy. Um, Jay is about Delay's cell, and I will share their stuff because they're really fantastic horror photographers. Yeah, she does a lot of horror stuff so too. Cool. So if you guys are into horror photography, yeah, we we'll, spent yeah, a absolutely. Valentine's Day one year watching that together and having like a charcuterie board and like booze, and it was the best. Oh, I love uh, that. The movie's not great, but it's definitely worth watching at least once. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm a big fan of The Valentine because it has um David Boreanaz yes. like that plays Angel. Yes. Right? So I was like yes. I'm gonna watch this. I remember growing up and watching it and I thought it was a little bit um unsettling like it's a it's a good hor- Valentine flick if you want something that's horror related. Um I'm partial to Warm Bodies though. I love it. See, I haven't seen that one oh, yet. Oh, it's so cute. But I know it's good. Um, So the guy yeah. from the menu that is like the douchebag, Nicholas Holt, he yes. is the main character in it. And it's essentially like a Romeo and Juliet love story because they start to um, – they have some memories. And so yeah, he comes across this girl named Julie, and his name is R, and they start to – interact and he feels his heart like start like pumping again um and and then there's these like really creepy versions of them when they kind of like just give up on themselves and being zombies they're like little ghoulies they're super scary yeah um but Uh, it's like a funny it's it's a really good one i actually really liked it a lot it's a good comfort horror film i think I, I would that. say Shaun of the Dead probably classifies in here too right it's a romantic like story at the end of the day i would say so yeah yeah Yeah. Um, I would say so. Um, we also have X on this list in Dracula. And, and it I follows. Mean, those are good. Yeah. And it follows, yeah. Um, and I did see that uh, Eli Roth is doing a um, new Valentine's thing on the 10th. Ooh, but, what is that? Yeah. Um, I think it's just like a, maybe he might be doing like a little slasher. I didn't really look too far into it. I just saw the post. You just saw Eli Roth like, and you're like, like ADD yeah. was like, okay, next thing, next thing. Like, um, I would also say the love witch, if you haven't watched it, it's, it's not, you told me about that one. Yeah. It's not the best movie, but visually it's fucking stunning. Yeah. It is so stunning. And yeah. it's basically about a witch who is just love crazy. And so it's all the yeah. classic witch stuff. Um, it was filmed in 2016, but it looks like a, a beautiful like tribute to the 1960s. Like it's colored oh, well the outfits are beautiful yeah. and like the plot is good it's just don't expect it to be the best movie of all time but it's definitely something i enjoyed watching little cult yeah. classic kind of 
film. Yeah, see, I love that. Um, that's the thing is, you know, with Valentine's, you think there would be like a little bit more like scary horror movies that are like romantic than like, but there's not really. I'm expect like, th- why is there not a more Cupid focused thing? Yeah, wait. No, because in in the Valentine he wears a Cupid. He's got the mask, mask right? He? But it's not like yeah. it's not like Cupid, Cupid. Like I want like Cupid, a, Cupid, a horror movie about some dude that's like shooting you with fucking arrows. Like that seems right. Yeah. Ooh, for sure. All right. Any people listening that right? You just go create it. Look now. at all these good <laughs> ideas that we give people, and no one ever I listens know. to us. I know. No, there, there, do there, there definitely needs to be more like Valentine's like horror like romances i think i think that that's well we also had um crimson peak on our thing before right oh yeah so that's yeah. one um yeah uh gosh uh gerald's game is essentially like a horror oh yeah, Stephen, yeah. It's stephen king yeah. right so that one's one too yeah but yeah i mean romantic horror doesn't seem to be the trope that people are looking for yeah so yeah. i think uh uh what's it ready or not the the wedding one where she that's it. Oh yeah, you, you consider mm-hmm. that or like a get out, right? Because yeah, it's a love story. I would say, yeah, like, essentially, yeah, like a love story horror mm-hmm. is what we're here for. But I want the slash. I like it. I guess going back to like the whole like uh like uh woman demonization through sex and stuff. You have like the movie like The Witch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's like she finds her little flock of witches at the end, and it's amazing. Yeah, I'm definitely down for more, not just Valentine related, but like love and horror based movies because i think again yeah they come up so much you get the it's not the same it's you, you, twilight is a romance uh, fanfic but at, at the same time it has the classic horror well, characters of like vampires yeah. and werewolves. it's not that it's for teenagers i know it but i think there is yeah. room for more of that kind of i concept. mean think about it is like twilight is like a, a g version of like true blood mm-hmm. so it's like imagine if twilight like had like What's his name? Edward, like, ripping people's, like, I don't know, necks open. I mean, he does. He, he, he does yeah. be cracking them, but they get all crystallized. It's weird. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, imagine if it was, like, bloodbath, yeah. like, blade. Like, I would blade love that. rave techno scene. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm Blade romance. Like, where do we get that? Like, oh, you know? God. Please. I would take that. Oh. Have you? Um, I would take that. He kind of like he does kind of in have, the first one. Uh, I wouldn't say the first one. Yeah, I was hoping that was like a love interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Swamp yeah. to be happy. I get it. I know. Uh, I know we're talking a lot about films, but has there been anything that you've been watching outside of these before we close out? I watched The Last of Us. Yes, it yes fucking slaps. It is so good. I'm so impressed with it. It's. Yeah, There's, it's like literally side by side t- to the game, which is so impressive to me. Yeah, uh, my friend Gabriel is in the show, and you should absolutely check it out. It's oh, very good. I love that. But aside from that, like I also just really love it. Like if I didn't even play the games, I think I would love this show because of how well done it is already, and yeah. that's something I've been enjoying watching. So I watched that recently, uh, and I'm trying to find more little little horror things to watch. I've watched. The- I haven't watched The Last of Us yet. It's on my list. I'm gonna wait till the season's out and then binge it and see how I feel. I've been. I was watching The White Lotus. Did I, you get? I did you finish every it? Season. Yes. Is it actually good? I'm obsessed. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. It's oh, so. It's like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, in each episode, like each one is an anthology, so you don't really need to watch them together. But also, like some of the characters are recurring in the second one. 
Um, but it's so good. Because well, we got it. like four or five episodes in and it was like not hitting for me, but I heard the second season yeah. was very good. So I wanted to yes. kind of give that a shot as well. Yes. But. Yeah. I finished watching it and then I streamed all of the last season, um, season two and I'm obsessed because also I want to watch season two because the one kid, I, the guy that I like from Mythic Quest, the older guy is on there in the second season and um, it's so good. Yeah. I love White Lotus. I like love Jennifer Coolidge. I, 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 I just think I I I just literally I just adore her. <laughs> I really I really like the casting decisions on that, and I would like to watch yes. more of it for sure. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I just watched the menu a couple times back. Like I've been kind of rewatching a few things that I've enjoyed lately. Uh, I know we watched yeah. a few things. We watched a god awful Justin Long movie oh. together. It what it had Kate Bosworth. It was bad. And, uh, House of Darkness. And I was excited because we were like, okay, it's Justin Long. We love pretty much everything that he's in. And, uh, you know, why not give it a shot? It just drug. It just drug on. And it was it, it could have been done in like 30 minutes, I feel like. Yeah, it was uh, It was a lot. Apparently, Megan's not coming on streaming for a while. But I want to watch it so bad. I've heard Megan's really, really good. <sighs> I might even just. I want to watch that too. I, I literally like might just go to the movie theaters to see it. Um, I know that's the thing is like okay so here's the thing and I would love to like want to go to a movie theater it's just I just don't want to (laughs) like I just want to sit inside like charge me $40 for it it's fine like I don't care let me sit inside and eat whatever I want and play with my dogs and cats and I'm good but yeah Megan had really great reviews um I want to say there's something else that's coming out that's supposed to be really good but now I can't even think of it but yeah yeah there's uh, I feel like there's not really a lot of horror coming out um i know that sick movie came out on peacock and that wasn't bad i did watch that Mm -hmm. and i i didn't mind that um i'm all about it there really hasn't yeah we've talked about like you know scream is coming out we're getting the nun 2 yeah uh classic movie winnie the pooh like oh my god i'm so there's there's some (laughs) weird shit i think we're getting a new blade movie but not this year i think it's next year right yeah, I think it's uh, that Maharshala Ali is in it, mm-hmm. and I love him because he was in True Detective, too, and I'm obsessed with True Detective. Yeah, so we definitely – we're getting more stuff. Um, yeah. It's just taking some time. I mean, The Last of Us has just been so big lately. Everybody's it's loving so it. and it's good. it's. I think it's really great, too, because I think that it shows that, like, um, too, like, with it being a game, it shows that, like, great storytelling can go a great – a long long way you know there's a, a movie coming out called renfield uh did you see that with, with yes. nicholas cage and 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 yes. uh the uh kid, the guy same yes kid. same guy yeah nicholas Hall. he's doing a lot of yeah. horror stuff so i'm really happy he's doing yeah. more of that too good for him i'm excited to, to see that yeah i uh i did see that i love anything that nicholas cage is in so like i feel like we need to get honorary like nicholas cage fan member t-shirts made because we love him i think we're it's it should be a good place for horror you know yeah Uh, so we'll see how that goes but yeah that's kind of a little bit of just our insight into sex and horror i think this is a conversation that could be constantly had um especially because like i feel like in horror it's kind of the one place aside from the misogynistic views and some of the things with being a virgin of course um and equating your your worth to that i think it's a place where it's very accepted to be sexual and and almost like you know celebrated sometimes it's it's not you're dead but like it is a place where it's a lot more common and you know we see a lot of um 
women who do sex work who are prominent in the horror industry and doing things so i think it's it's really nice to have a place where um people like us could thrive really nice I think that's another great thing too is is you know as much as there are those views like you said I feel like um you see a lot of women who are prominent that are very like um open with their sexuality and I think that's a really beautiful thing and I think it's a beautiful thing when people you know support people you know and and just um put that happiness and positivity and and good titties out in the world you know yes all the good titties <laughs> the most important part yeah I'm like yeah spread joy man <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I said, if there's any horny, sexy thriller horror movies that we missed, um, make sure to go pop over into our Reddit at Camp Cryptid Podcast. It's a cute little Reddit where we post a lot of um, stories or if we mention something on the podcast that we're like, oh, we'll post later. We post a bunch of links from that. And then also feel free to post any movies or trailers or anything that we missed. Or if you have any cool stories that you'd like to add, we love when you guys interact with us. It's really fun to have this like fun little spooky community that we've built here at Camp Cryptid, um, which is awesome. Yeah, and you can go over to campcryptidpodcast.com to find all the ways to listen to us. We're on that Apple podcast and Spotify where you can leave your reviews on there and let us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from you. Uh, We're also on the website. You can find all the ways to find us on social media. We have a Facebook, a Twitter instagram we're trying tiktok we're doing the thing so make sure you find us on the internet come say hello uh and maybe you could see me and erica at an event in the future because we have some cool stuff planned for this year Uh, a few different things for camp cryptid look out on our socials for information on that and until next time we're your camp counselors signing off